0: Welcome back. We are absolutely delighted to have our former colleague and high school friend, (laughs) (laughs) T.D. Mischke. Tommy Mischke is with us, and um, you have a new beautiful book out, Winter's Song, A Hymn to the North, and um, it's just always so good
1: to see you. I I tell you, being here on radio, mm -hmm. it's like I just arrived at home Home from college, and I'm in my living room. That's what it feels like, <laughs> yeah, being back on nice. radio. It's just, is there a couch I can relax well, on, yeah, a pillow just, I can have? I've got a little yeah, thing over there for perfect. you.
0: Um, okay, so we last saw you, I think, with um, the UFO thing.
1: UFO thing, which has nothing to do with this. I know it this. doesn't, yeah. so now
0: let's go snow. I move snow. around a I little I know bit. you do. Yeah. Tell us. This is, your, is this your first?
1: First book ever.
0: It's beautiful. Everybody, you're a damn poet, Tommy Mm -hmm. Michigan. You You made me fall Mm -hmm. in love
2: with
1: winter again reading this book. That is my hope, that is is my goal with this book. My purpose in writing it was this season has never gotten its due, and I mean in literature. I researched ahead of time, I said, If there's already a book on this, forget it, I'll Mm -hmm. do something else. Yeah, but there wasn't what you find when you look. Out there in the pantheon of books on winter is survival stories well we don't do that we don't get up every day in Minnesota and figure out how to get a meal and boy that maggot looks good let's eat that we're just living winter Mm -hmm. is part of life and I don't think it's been giving given its due as far as a wondrous astoundingly mysterious beautiful challenging season in our year And if it isn't that for you, if it's drudgery, Mm -hmm. it is the dominant season in Minnesota. My guess is five solid months,
0: mid-November
1: to mid-April. If you hate winter, get out of here or suffer needlessly in a life that is terribly short. And when it's over, you're going to (laughs) realize why on earth... Did I call this home? I, on the other hand, would die in Alabama or Georgia or Florida or any place like that. I'd go crazy in the heat. That's not my nemesis. But you got to live where your soul finds a partner. And for me, it's here. And this book is written to get people to partner with winter.
2: I mean, you did that for me. As I'm reading your book, I'm thinking... And Julia is always a big I love proponent winter. of winter, and love she it. loves winter, and she will always like winter is here. And yes, the snow and this and that, but I have found myself being rather ambivalent about it. And so reading, reading your book and your your damn poet, and I like how your mind thinks. Um, I really do. Made me just like look at. Like the coming up November, our neglected month. Our neglected month. Yeah. And I loved how you said that we put in all the fun of Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's and then boom, January. I, I, so I, it made me feel like, uh, happier, like, oh, there is a good reason why I live here because I actually do like it.
1: Yeah. And what you're, what you're you're talking about there for those who don't know is this idea that we bunched together, somebody bunched this together. Mm Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's at the very beginning of the year to allow us all to go into this season happy. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, a wondrous time. Everybody loves it. Holiday season, glorious. Uh, New Year's, how can you not love this fresh start? Mm-hmm. And then January 2nd arrives, which I refer to in the book as the Long 90, mm-hmm. which is the number of days it'll take before we arrive at That's a beautiful great. day in April. Mm-hmm. But the long 90 is what you have to make peace with, and there is a way to do it, and many not only make peace with it. I do a whole chapter on people who can't handle it when winter ends. Yeah. That is their season. But even if it's not that, like for me, I like all of them, Mm -hmm. but I also love winter. And I, I am astounded by all the changes it creates in me. When winter comes, I become slightly different. I become more introspective. I take on you know, people talk about light summer reading. Why do they say light summer reading? This is a good beach book. It's light summer reading. <laughs> Why? In the sun, don't we want anything heavy? No, 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 no. 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 Heavy's for winter. That's funny. Well, That's in funny. winter, it is true that you you think more about life spiritually, no matter where you come from in that department. Winter is a time of, it's a season of um, the metaphor of death. And you Mm -hmm. think about your life and you think about existence and this cycle. And there are a lot of people who make use of that. People sometimes think, oh, your book's about getting out there and and cross-country skiing and snowmobiling. No, many people I talk to, what they love about winter is the way it slows down time. And they like lighting candles at breakfast because it's still dark. And they like sitting with a glass of wine in a bar and looking out the window at the snow falling. Ugh. And they love this sense of, God, this is an this is a feeling I only get this time of year. Mm-hmm. Not in spring, not in summer, not mm-hmm. in fall. There's no pressure. No pressure.
0: There's no pressure to be outside and be athletic. There's no pressure to do this. You don't have to go anywhere. Right. You can just be.
1: Yeah, and there are people who talked to me about the sun going down early and said, isn't it wonderful that winter gives you permission for the day to end early and you say, oh, the day's done. It's 5.30. Pour me a glass of wine, honey. <laughs> right. It's over. In summertime, in 9.30, there's still stuff to get done. Right. 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 So there it's, are all these gifts to the season. And I think
0: this would be such a lovely gift to give in yourself and someone you love because lori lori hates you know you are not a fan well, it's I'm not, passionate I you
2: can't it. say that i hate winter i hate the pressure to do winter activities outside because for me winter has always been about cozy up and reading the 800 page book that i haven't gotten around to next to a fireplace looking out the window at the snow happy that i'm not out in it
1: most of the people i talk to who love winter they they're not winter enthusiasts mm-hmm. what they love about it is the fire in the fireplace? Mm-hmm. Reading a book, slowing down time, looking out the window. The idea that there isn't this tension of boy, I, I should be having as much fun as the bikers, joggers, and whatever are <laughs> at eight, yeah. eight, eight in the evening. So there, there is that, and of course, there's that wonderful Danish concept of Hugo, which I hope yes, you know, yes. and which is there's a chapter on the book in that, which is that idea of creating this interior world. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no July day where I walk into my house and stop and say god this place is beautiful doesn't matter if it's beautiful that's not what i say then but on a january day when you come into that door and there's candles burning and there's a fire and there's music playing and there's some friends sitting around or there's somebody from the neighborhood over and they're playing a board game there's this sort of sense of ah this that's an interior experience born out of winter Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah i would I, i would like i always think you know I would not like living somewhere where the weather is pretty much the same year round. I, I think, people. I think there's something about seasons that are good for people's mind, soul, body, whatever you want to call it. The sameness of weather would make me batty. I think
1: I followed (laughs) your trip on Facebook. To France mm-hmm. and you suffered with yes you. the heat and all I could think of was how tortured I would be in that heat I'm I can't think yes. I can't I don't have energy in yeah. the heat I hate life
2: yes so I told Casey when it was so hot we are only going to cafes and parks yeah that's all we're doing we can't do anything else this is insufferable and he's like okay
1: well in Austin <laughs> Texas this last year hottest on record yeah some absurd thing like 90 days of over 100 mm, degrees. Mm-hmm. They tried to create the Danish concept of, of Huga oh. in the summer. Oh, no. Oh, no. It doesn't work. It doesn't you can't work. create that by huddling around an air conditioner and, <laughs> and looking out at the beautiful green <laughs> leaves and going, God, it's great. Pour me another hot toddy or a cold whatever. Right. You know, they, it, it is It is only a, an experience born out of the cold. And I think winter offers so many little gifts like that. And I And I think what people have to do is realize... It's a third of your life. What are you going to do with this season if you're not going to move? Mm -hmm. If you're going to live here, it's going to dominate the calendar. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. How are you going to make this season work for you? Find it or suffer with those fool's who let it slip away and at the end of their life go, well, it was fun in the spring, fall, and summer. <laughs>
0: right. Do you have a, do you, so the book is Winter Song, A Hymn to the North by T.D. Miski. It's beautiful. It really is. And Tommy's from St. Paul. And I told Lori the other day that your dad is the Highland Villager. She didn't yeah. know that. I did not know and that. And you're from a family of writers. Yes. And, um... You, um, this is your first novel. How did it, how does it feel being a novelist now, Tommy? I can't, have to call you that. I'm sorry. And
1: and it's a weird thing with this book because novel technically would be nonfiction would, okay. or would be fiction, which mm-hmm. there is plenty of mm-hmm. fiction in there. And then there's journalistic <laughs> efforts, which are nonfiction. And then there's poetry in it. Yes. So it's, it's all over the map. It and is. I told somebody, this has always been my trouble in life. I can't pick a genre, but I will say that writing this book the fear of every author the first time is, can I even do it? Right. Am I up to it? Am I good enough? Is, and when you write it, you finish it and you go, okay, the first guy who told me that, tells me this is trash. I'll just move on with my life. <laughs> and then somebody says, well, it's not bad. And then, okay, well, you're one guy. Let's go to the next guy. Because you're just beating up yourself all the time, thinking there's no way, unless I've done this before, that I know what I'm doing. But that first time for everybody must be hell, and I've gotten this far, so far, so good. No one has said, wow, well, that was a waste of time. Are you doing a
2: book tour? Or what, yeah, i doing you all doing? that stuff. You are?
1: I'm doing all where that do stuff. Where do we go to just... find
2: out where you're going to be? Because we did put up... Um, I don't know if we didn't put up a link, but we'll do a 30-second book review of your book oh, and put it up on our Low J book. But where do people well, go the to find Well, the biggest
1: thing I want you guys to know is that on Monday is my big book release okay. at the Dubliner. Uh, okay. So that's the night before Halloween, Monday the 30th. I'll be at the Dubliner on Vandalian University from 6 to 10. And that's a big deal to me because that's kind of, let's have a party and celebrate. Oh, I'm, I think we got to so.
0: go. Yep. We got to go. We got to go.
2: We got it. What's the thing that everybody asks you?
0: How come you're so good looking? Yeah. (laughs) They really haven't said that much. I can't believe it.
1: uh, I think the number one thing people are surprised at is this isn't a goofy, silly nonsense book. Mm -hmm. Because I spent a lot of time (laughs) doing that, too, which I also love, frankly. (laughs) And actually, there's a whole chapter on the comedy of winter, which I think is also, we can't forget that. Winter is funny. It is
2: funny. Mm -hmm. So. And you've got some cool people to, Don Shelby blurbs your book, Rich Summer, the actor, Dave yes. Simonette, Trampled by Turtles. I like the
1: eclectic. Yeah, they said, they said we need to get some literary types. And I said, <laughs> how many times in your life do you go, i got to find out from a literary type whether to watch this movie or read it? Right. You ask a friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't want to just yeah. I like that. that. So I just found regular people. Yeah, yeah that's so
2: good. All right, well, do you want to just stay hanging out with us and we'll just chat about whatever? I would be do, or thrilled. Or do you have to be somewhere? I have to
1: be nowhere. Okay, All
0: right. good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Laurie and Julia on my talk. We'll be right back. Laurie and Julia here. We're with T.D. Mishke. His
2: book, Winter Song, A Hymn to the North, uh, is just really a lovely, wonderful book. It'll make you fall in love with winter and think and it's you're just you're a very clever funny man and we like how your mind thinks we always tell you that
0: always i
1: i I think of this book as something that if you already know all this stuff if you're just somebody who's lived here all your life and you've embraced it and loved it then it's like a little northern companion Mm -hmm. that helps a kindred spirit appreciate what they already know If you're moving here, if you're just arriving, (laughs) this is necessary reading. I honestly think until you read this, you won't quite know what the hell you're getting into. Mm -hmm. There's a whole chapter on people (laughs) who moved here as adults from tropical ports. Yes. Mm -hmm. And their takes on it are fascinating to me. But I think winter is another planet. I always tell people spring, summer, and fall are a variation on the theme. It's just a little cooler or warmer, but it's more or less sidewalks and grass and trees. Mm -hmm. And then winter is like, what galaxy did we just get transported (laughs) to? And I don't think the rest of the country understands Mm -hmm. us and that galaxy. And one of the big things to me in the book is the intimate relation between the people here and the season and how it shapes us and molds us in ways we don't even understand because we haven't been outside of it. Yeah.
0: Did you have to do okay? So you you told us that you it, the book is Winter Song, a hymn to the north. Tommy mishki TD mishki's is with us. Did you um did you do any research? Because yes. you said you were trying to find a subject matter and and you came up winter. There's nothing great written about winter. It's all just how do we survive, right? And so what kind of research did you do?
1: I started to look into the season and came upon people I had never heard of. There's a guy named Snowflake Bentley. I (laughs) I don't know how many people know this guy existed. In the 19th century, he was sitting in Vermont, and he had a piece of black velvet, and he held it out as the snow fell, and he went, my God, each of these snowflakes is a piece of art. And he figured out a way in the 19th century to put it under a microscope and take a photograph of it. And he taught the world that every one of these things falling down is an intricate, complex piece of art different from every different other wow. one. And he published the book finally in the, in the 20s. And the book came out, he held it in his hand, and he died three weeks later. He never knew a moment of profit from any of this, but thousands and thousands and thousands of photographs over many years of snowflakes. That's a guy I researched. I did research on, there's a guy I interviewed in Manitoba, Canada, professor popsicle all oh he does god. all he does with his life is get on snow skis or a snowmobile go on ice that's too thin and fall through to figure out how to get out and oh then he writes god. about it oh my god he comes up with the best ideas and how much time you have you have a minute of hyperventilation when you fall in then 10 minutes before your muscles won't be able to get you oh, out sh- then one hour oh. before you die and he has all these great ideas and thoughts and i just love professor popsicle
0: oh my god i gosh. love that <laughs> no Tommy, tom Tom. Tommy. Er, Tommy, that's yeah. who you are, Tommy. How's the Mischke Road Show going?
1: Roadshow is going strong. I'm 11 years in. I never thought I'd do it that long, but MishkiRoadshow.com. It still is a podcast that I do regularly, and that's what I quit WCCO to do, is that show. And, you know, you guys do a show every day. Mm-hmm. Imagine. I mean, just imagine, because I think you guys would be wonderful in both uh, media. But imagine if your new medium was... I'm gonna sit for three weeks and create a show, Laurie and Julia. We're gonna create what we think is the coolest show and put it out. The demands daily for me became too much. I needed a break from the daily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so podcasting allowed you to spread that out and work right. on something and more like you would think of a magazine article versus a daily column. Yeah, yeah. the more thought you give, the more planning, the more putting it together, the more. The more interesting it became. So, but. But you had done how
2: many years at. 22, ki- 22 yes. at Kids. Which you speak. guys
1: have surpassed. I just told a buddy of mine I had lunch with a little while ago, you guys have surpassed my time on the air. I burned out before you have burned out. You have not burned out yet, you guys. Maybe so, it's because you have each other. Maybe I should maybe, have been partnered yeah. with someone. It, it
0: does help yeah. because yeah. it yeah. takes the pressure off yes. the content. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know,
0: because it is yeah. three hours. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever, you're great, but I will you say, like your show.
1: I do love the podcast, but I will say one thing you guys got going for you and will forever have going for you is there is an energy and a spark and a feeling to live, and no podcast ever made ever will compete with that. Mm-hmm. Radio has that live thing, and that's golden, and I understand hanging on to that.
2: Yeah, because, you know, I was thinking about that, Julia. I think it was maybe 20 years ago or 21 years ago, yesterday, the day before that Wellstone's plane crashed. Yeah. And And we we were new on the air. We'd only been on the air like six months. And Ian Ian Punnett Punnett. took over our show that day because it had happened and they were wanting it to be more news-focused and from his coast to coast. But I'll never forget that. And then Julia and I were like, well, what do we do now? And we just went down and lit candles down Mm -hmm. at the thing. But we were like... Relieved in a way that Ian was able to step in because we didn't,
1: we're like, What? You know what I gotta say to that? Hmm. The hell with that. You guys would have been fine. Fine, I you, know. Even if you guys would have cried, yeah. whatever you would have offered would have been real. They did the same thing to me at 9 11. When 9 11 okay. happened, they said, Oh, yeah, we're gonna run um, ABC News all sure. night. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then as the day went on, I heard they were stopping it just before my nighttime show and they were gonna throw in someone else. And I called up and I said, Hey, I heard you're not actually running ABC all night. You're bringing in a local guy. Well, yeah, we thought it would be better than your kind of goofy stuff. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be goofy after 2,000 people have been murdered. Let me do my show. And And I went on the air and I did the show that you were supposed to do after that. And you guys would have done that show, too. You guys are fine no matter what because you're real and you're human. Yeah, thank you, Tony. All right.
2: Thank you. All right, Can I do you just recall. Do the rest of our I do show? recall that uh, <laughs> Julia was like, "Why are they making us sit down?" And I was like, oh, I, I, "I don't know." Oh, I you know. did.
0: I was kind of, but I I got it, and I kind of like Lori said, was relieved because it was such a big thing. It was. Yeah. And we've had so many big things happen right. since we've been on the air in the last twenty years. We just had a big thing happen last night. I mean, there is a lot going on, but we get these special moments yeah. with special people, and we want people to buy your book, "Winter Song: A Hymn to the North." It's lovely. Wonderful. And you. you're lyrical. And it's an ode to winter, which has been my season. I'm I, so
1: happy to hear I, that. I love yeah. winter. I love
0: it. I love winter.